welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. We have David in the studio and a guest, Dean Volk. Hello, David. Thank you, Tom. Um, I'd like to welcome Dean to our program. Dean is a physical therapist who I met through the DOC Project um, a few months ago, and I was on his podcast, and now he's on mine. And he has a very interesting approach to dealing with sciatica, which is very intriguing to me. And as you know, with the DOC Project, it's a process of treating every relevant aspect at the same time. And he offers an option I think is very interesting. So Dean's a physical therapist in Charleston, South Carolina. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. But um, Dean, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, and thanks for having me. Um, as David said, my name is Dean Volk. I'm a physical therapist with 27 years experience. And over the last 15 years, I've been using a treatment technique called total motion release. I presently um, have two in-network physical therapy clinics in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and recently started a concierge mobile practice down here in the, Char in the Charleston, South Carolina area, um, and have been working actually online with quite a few folks around the world with sciatica. So that's how I originally, I believe, um, met Dr. Hanscom as I was um, doing some online searches and found his information on back in control and his book and um, invited him and we did do a, a call with him with my group. And so that's how we met. So. Great. Well, thanks for, thanks for being on um, my show here. And I'd like to try, I'm going to work backwards for a second and jump to the end of the story first. Okay. You're a physical therapist. You've done manual therapy and different physical therapy for a long time. And how long ago did you get into this new approach? Um, about 15 years ago. Um, as a physical therapist, you need to take continuing education courses to um, keep, your, keep your license current. And there happened to be a course about 25 miles from my home. I thought, hey, I can take it. It can keep my license current. I didn't know what to expect. And actually... When the class started and the therapist started by saying, hey, everything you've ever done in therapy, throw it out the window. I want to retrain you. I thought, oh, no, here we go. I've been to some of these courses and they turned out to be extremely strange, extremely out of left field and extremely weird. Um, and as he started the course, that was in the back of my mind. And I thought, I'm never going to use this. I just need this for the class. Just get through it. And as he started working on, on different people and as he started demonstrating treatment techniques that were really 180 degrees opposite to what I was used to doing, I started seeing people gain range of motion, increase their strength, decrease tightness right before my eyes. And then when I started practicing the different activities that he was having us do, I noticed a noticeable difference in my body and in the way I was moving. And I thought, wow, this is pretty intriguing. And I thought, all right, I've got all these clients in my practice right now. I can't really basically just change everything that I'm doing with them on the spot because it will almost look like I never knew what I was doing in the first place because this was so different. So my line of thinking was, hey, the first new patient who walks through the door, I want to try this on and I want to see what happens. And it happened to be a 16-year-old soccer player who had a quadriceps tendon tear. The doctor told him, you cannot be on the soccer field for eight weeks. And he said, Dean, please, whatever it takes. I've got soccer tournament in two weeks. I'm the leading scorer on the team. I need to be on the field. And he literally came in holding on to the top of his leg, right above his kneecap, saying, look, it's on fire. Please don't touch it. It's locked in this position, and I'm just hobbling. I can't do anything. And I thought, you know what? 
let me try this new technique on him. And literally I had him do two, two movements. I had him check his right side, check his left side. I have him move to his better side. He got off the table and looked at me and said, what did you do? And I said, I don't know. What did I do? He said, Dean, my pain is gone. And he started squatting. He started jumping. He started running. And literally the trainer who was with me took her forearm and threw it into my chest and said, what did you do? And my jaw dropped. And I kid you not, I, I was standing there stunned going, I don't know what just happened. I was floored. So I called the guy who taught the class right after this gentleman left. And I said, Tom, this is Dean. This is what just happened. I just explained to him exactly what I explained to you. Two motions, boom. And he was just giggling on the other side of the phone. And I said, what, what's so funny? He said, Dean, welcome to my world. And I said, what? No, no, no. Tell me what happened. He goes, Dean, just keep practicing and we'll talk later. So I started using this on my clients and I've started just scratching my head going, okay, so, I'm working. So what, what, what's the name of the treatment? You, had, you told me the name. If you say that I'm very slowly. The name of the treatment is total motion release. Total motion release. Yes. And I did, I honestly, I haven't quite followed your explanation. So if you could try it slowly for an orthopedic surgeon to understand, that would be helpful. Okay, no problem. I so, totally so, understand. So, so what's the general theory behind it? The theory behind it is that anytime the body has any pain, stiffness, tightness, soreness, or discomfort going on, the body tends to compensate and basically throws the normal balance and tone of your body off right side versus left side. So there's an added stress, stress through your body that doesn't allow your body to heal and move normally. And the way I like to explain it is if you think of somebody walking around on a really bad sprained ankle, their whole body is hobbling, their shoulders are jerking, their waist is twisting in a way that's not normal. Right. So if you use that picture for any type of pain or stiffness going on in the body, that's sort of what's going on. Maybe you can't see it as visually, but the body's tightening, loosening, doing whatever it can to number one, avoid the pain, but number two, protect the area that's injured. But, but the, tight, the tightness is on the injured side or the opposite side? It all depends on where the injury is and what, how the body's gonna compensate. Okay, let's so, say this is my right quads, just for discussion's sake. Okay, if your right quad is pain, you're typically gonna be hobbling around on that right leg, so your left leg's gonna be taking more of the weight. Right. So there's gonna be an imbalance that shifts through your hips, through your trunk, through your shoulders, everything's gonna be out of balance. And what the treatment technique actually does is they compare the arm motion, right side versus left side, compares the trunk motion, right side versus left side, compares the leg motion, right side versus left side. And where we find an imbalance, we actually work the side that's looser, more comfortable, less restricted. Because we have found that when you move the body in a position of comfort and ease, the body tends to relax and calm down and not feel threatened. Whereas if you're trying to move a shoulder that's painful, you're going to get guarding, you're going to get pain, there's going to be resistance, and it's going to cause more stress and more imbalance because the body's going to compensate. So let's take the right quadriceps for a second. So your right quads is strain, and left quadriceps has good range of motion. So you're actually working the left quadriceps? Yes, I would. It, and it all depends on what we find as far as the imbalance. I wish I could say that there is no... Um, step one, step two, step three, that this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, simply because what you're gonna do is overall, you're gonna test all different body parts in ranges of motion comparing right side to left side. So in one person with a quad strain, their trunk rotation may be out of balance more than their arm motions may be out of balance. Okay. So what I do is I treat the person's, I treat the biggest imbalance first by working the side of that imbalance that's looser, more comfortable, less restricted. 
and then go back and assess. So when you say working the side, what does that okay. mean? Exactly? Working the side meaning if, say, I had you trunk rotate to your right, trunk rotate to your left. If going to your left felt more comfortable, looser, and less restricted, I would have you repeat trunk rotations to your left 25 okay. times. Okay. And I would have you go back to the right side to assess to see if it changed the side that was a little bit more restricted. Okay. And then after that, if the if the imbalance seems to be more balanced to you and you're not right. feeling the same restrictions, right. I would assess if there was any change that went on in the quad. Okay. And as strange as it sounds, 80 to 90% of the time, the quadriceps will actually calm down because of the balancing out of the body. But you talk about, you, you're focused on sciatica, correct? Online, yes. Right. And explain that for me. Why? I mean, let's, I understand the shoulders at least a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about sciatica for a second. I mean, sciatica can be muscular, piriformis, IT band. I mean, classic, classic sciatica, of course, is the either the L5 or this one nerve root going down the back of the leg being pinched. Do we say sciatica? Do you mean just leg pain? Do you actually mean a pinched nerve? Um, I'm talking any type of sciatica, no matter what the cause. Because here's what I have found. Typically, what we do as physical therapists, if someone came in with sciatica, you have your William or you have your McKenzie extension exercise where you're extending your back to try to shorten up and release the tension on the disc. Or, Can you stop there just for a second? Let me explain to the audience or absolutely. maybe explain better. So when you have a ruptured disc, the material on the inside of the disc is pushing against the nerve and irritating the nerve. There's both a mechanical irritation and a chemical irritation. And the idea of the Williams program is that you hyperextend your back which releases the pressure on the disc and somehow takes the pressure off the nerve a bit, correct? Do I have that right? Okay. So, so again, you're saying though, that's one cause of sciatica, but you're using sciatica for like maybe an IT band syndrome, iliotibial band syndrome, or any, any pain from the buttocks down the leg is what you're referring to, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody, and most people don't know that sciatica is merely a symptom of a problem, even though most people get diagnosed with sciatica. It's sort of, a generic name basically for any type of irritation of the sciatic nerve anywhere along the nerve or the nerve root. So what typically a physical therapist would do is they would try to stretch out the tight sciatic nerve, right. try to loosen up the hamstring. And what I have found is when you're pulling on something that's tight and irritated, you're making it tighter and more irritated. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. And so it's sort of like if the right side of your head is sore and you hit the right side of your head to try to relax it, you're sort of irritating something that's irritating. Right. You're irritating something that's irritated, hoping that that irritation that you're causing is going to stop the irritation that's underlying. Right. And what I do is I actually work the 100, I work the opposite side leg. I have them do leg lifts on the good side. I have them stretch out the side that doesn't have sciatica in it and do some hamstring stretches and piriformis stretches. And most of the time, that calms down a lot of the sciatic pain on their affected side. Right. It's interesting because let's take, say you have buttocks, buttocks pain on the left side, not even from a pinch nerve. Maybe it's, maybe it's what's called piriformis syndrome, yes. which is a muscle right by the notch of the pelvis as the sciatic nerve comes out. And you're seeing if my left buttocks area hurt, you would actually stretch out the right. And you do Absolutely. that, you instruct people online how to do that. I instruct people online. As a matter of fact, if anybody's ever on my um, Facebook page, I always, the number one thing that 
everybody now tells people when they come into the group, say, hey, you know what, my right side hurts, what do I do? And most people who have been there for, with me for six months to a year will say, whatever you do, don't stretch the painful side because they're realizing that's what everybody gets instructed to do. Right. And they're on the page because what they've done so far hasn't worked. And so I try to tell people, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, the results are probably going to be the same as they always have been. So let's try something different. And that usually piques people's interest to go, okay, hey, you know what, that makes, that makes sense. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again, expect different results. And then when we, we switch it up, basically 180 degrees opposite of what they were doing and stretch the good side and dig on the side that's not painful, like for piriformis syndrome, one of the main treatments that physical therapists do is get a, a um, lacrosse ball or a tennis ball and roll on it to try to do a deep massage to the piriformis muscle, which right. is basically irritating something that's already irritated and you're digging on something that doesn't like to be dug on. Right. And I have never found that to be very successful, but what I have found successful is putting the tennis ball on the side that's not painful, digging on it, and then coming back and assessing the painful side, and people are shocked that it's not as tender. Interesting. Before I, I want to go on to the theory here in a second, but how do people access you, by the way? Um, they can access me. Um, I'm, my email address is dean at volk. PT.com, Volk as in Volkswagen, PT, physicaltherapy.com. Okay. Or I am online on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. You can join my Facebook group, which is Sciatica and Piriformis Syndrome Relief Group. Okay. And then also my online business is called Sciatica Relief Now. Okay. So. Okay, I, cool. Well, I think... So I'm going to I want to go into the theory. So let me jump into the theory. What's the... I mean, is this at all similar to Feldenkrais type concepts where you're doing movements in different parts of the body? Is there, is there Feldenkrais energy to this? Um, there really isn't. What's interesting is the gentleman who developed it took so many similar courses to me. After, after I took the course, he and I sat down and we talked. Um, a lot of strain, counter strain treatments that came from Lawrence Jones, I believe. He was a DO out in, I think he was out in California, mm -hmm. uh, where you're basically just trying to shorten up and relax um, muscle spindles to try to get them to relax right before you slowly move them back into place and so it's really just a movement it's basically looking at the body in a whole different way for a physical therapist say somebody had a frozen shoulder typically what we're told is that shoulder needs to be mobilized and pulled and stretched because you've got to stretch out right the scar tissue that's holding down that shoulder right when i get a frozen shoulder client in now i don't even mess with their frozen shoulder right. i look at all other parts of their body get it moving, try to retrain the brain to go, hey, you know what? This is normal motion. This is normal motion. Okay. And after I've balanced out um, the rest of the body and moved the non-painful shoulder, that frozen shoulder actually has significantly more movement and less pain in it. Okay. I, I'm intrigued, honestly intrigued. I, I have a long-term piriformis syndrome myself and it comes and goes and I'm, okay. I'm going to actually give you a call. Awesome. <laughs> I, would, I would be honored to help you out. But, but going so what I want, what I'd like to know is what's the theory behind the process? I mean, okay. So you're taking the frozen shoulder for, which is a good example. There's lots of people have had some painful shoulders and just for the audience sake, frozen shoulders, for some reason, we think it might be a viral, viral infection. We don't know what happens, but the entire capsule and the capsule is the tissue that holds the joint together. 
becomes inflamed and contracted and just freezes. And usually it lasts about 18 months. It almost always gets better, probably 95% of the time. It's incredibly painful. And I've watched this for years, my entire practice. What we know that doesn't work is taking people to surgery and manipulating the shoulder under anesthesia, which is sort of a disaster because people come out way stiffer. That's a disaster, which sort of goes along with what you're just saying right now. And then, of course, there's long-term physical therapy. And then I'm also convinced just time seems to heal the same. What you're saying, if I came to you with this frozen right shoulder and went through your program, instead of 18 months, you think you could cut that down? Um, the patients who I've seen, I have seen several people who have been frozen shoulder for well, for anywhere from 12 to 24 months. Okay. Work from manipulation to injection to normal physical therapy. Right. And um, the one gentleman who just pops into my mind, he was a golfer and his, his whole goal was to just get back on the golf course. Right. And he couldn't, he could not do a back, he'd do a half a backswing and it would be painful and he could hit the ball and then he could not follow through at all, which you need for golf. And so he heard about me. He heard about me from a massage therapist. He literally came into the office as he was filling out paperwork. I walked up, introduced myself and I said, let's see you lift your arm while he was filling out his paperwork. He literally had about a 45 degree angle. I said, how long has this been going on? He said, it's, it's been well over a year. I've had an injection. I've had this, I've had therapy. I've exhausted everything. So as he was standing there, I said, let's try something. So I literally had him put his paperwork down before he ever signed anything, took his good arm. He did two sets of 25 arm lifts on his good arm. That's all I had him do. And I okay. said, just out of curiosity, now what happens to your other arm? And his arm, his arm went to about a hundred degree angle. He goes, it hasn't been that high in a year and a half. How did you do that? And I said, fill out the rest of your paperwork and we'll get you back and get you going. And within two weeks, he was playing golf and ecstatic that his shoulder was moving and he was in so much, so little pain, comparatively speaking. So. Well, I mean, I'm, it's, it's intrigued. Um, what's the theory behind this? So um, this, the left shoulder is frozen. You're moving the right one. Obviously, there's some neurological stuff going on there. Yes. What's the theory behind this? You know, I wish I could explain it to you um, in medical terms. I like keeping it simple. Basically, all you're doing, I, I look at it as you're retraining the brain. As a matter of fact, they just did a study of, I forgot how many fractured wrist clients they had, that 50% of the clients, they would take them through physical therapy on their good wrist with range of motion and strengthening exercises. The other 50%, they didn't do any physical therapy just because you typically don't when you're, you're in a cast. And when they took the cast off everybody, there, I believe the average was a 50% increase in range of motion and strength compared to their non-affected side in those who did the exercises compared to those who had no exercises. So there's definite, a comp uh, there's a component of a neuromuscular um, integration somehow with the opposite side. I wish I knew how to explain it any better or more simple than that. But by moving what's loose, comfortable, and less restricted, the body relaxes, it doesn't sense a threat, and the pain response is significantly less. I'm embarrassed to know that it, I don't know enough neuroscience. Okay, you have right side, left side, you have the shoulder, mm -hmm. and obviously the pain impulses from the shoulder go to a certain area of the brain. And I, just, I guess I'm just wondering, do the right and left shoulder go to the similar part of the brain? I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know on the top of my head, but what's interesting is I can have people do sit to stand exercises for a shoulder problem and you can get the same results. Depend, it depends on where the imbalance is in the body. Right. 
Interesting. Yeah. Now, you also do group sessions also? I have done some group sessions online with my Facebook group, yes. Okay. And how do you I mean with people that have sort of similar diagnoses or how do you, how do you organize a group? Well, online, basically it's um, with my sciatica or piriformis syndrome clients. Okay. And all we do is we get on a Zoom call like this. It looks like the Brady Bunch. We have anywhere from nine to 15 people. Okay. And I just basically talk through some principles and then I take volunteers. Who's, who's dealing with what? Somebody will come on and ask a question and I'll run them through a couple exercises while everybody else watches and can participate because basically they're real simple exercises. There's no, there's, it's not rocket science. Right. I mean, right. telling people to trunk rotate to the right, trunk rotate to the left is pretty easy and then decide which way does your body like more? Which way is more comfortable? Which way doesn't aggravate? That's the side you choose and that's the side you exercise to. And when you're done, assess to see if it helped the side that was more restricted and then the big test is, hey, let's see if it had an effect on your symptoms. Interesting enough, when I, again, I had this piriformis syndrome, it's been with me for a couple of years, and also have severe arthritis in my hips. But when I go to the gym and work out, I'm working out the rest of my body besides that spot. I almost always walk out of there without too much pain. And it sounds a little similar to what you're doing also. Exactly. Huh. Okay. I like it. I also want to read mind the audience that you know there's three parts of solving pain the first one is understanding the problem and if you're one of those people that doesn't respond to dean's approach which i think is intriguing and remember pain gets memorized in the brain the circuits go to that part of the brain like riding a bicycle you can't get rid of them and the reprogramming is intriguing because that's the whole essence of the solution is that you can't get rid of the pain circuits but you reprogram around them and i'm just thinking out loud here it could be one of the essence of the situation Anyway, the three parts of getting rid of chronic pain is you become aware of the problem, become aware of the nature of chronic pain. And again, it's basically a neurological issue. By the way, the definition of chronic pain is that it's a embedded circuit that becomes associated with more and more life events and the memory can't be erased. And we also know that about six to 12 months after you have back pain, for instance, they show that if the pain becomes chronic, Within six to 12 months, the pain centers actually go dormant in the brain and they get stuck in the emotional centers. So you have the same pain, but a different driver. And again, you can't get rid of these circuits, but you can work around them. So, so I'm thinking out loud here as far as the reprogramming process is very interesting. The second part of getting rid of pain besides awareness is treating every relevant aspect at the same time. If you're only sleeping three to five hours a night and you get some benefit from this, great. We also know that lack of sleep actually induces chronic pain. The medications, like, oh, look, all sorts of other things also influence pain. So my lectures I give around the world is that everything works to some degree in chronic pain, but for sustained relief, nothing works in isolation. For instance, if you say, well, I tried Dean's approach and it didn't work. Well, guess what? If you were sleeping better, maybe it would. And then the final part is you take control. You find out if it works for you or not. If you like something like what Dean's offering, great. If you don't, that's fine too. But what people do, and I did this when I was in chronic pain myself, we become epiphany addicts. We're looking for that one solution to solve the pain. And it's always a multi-pronged approach. And again, everything works a little bit in chronic pain, but nothing works in isolation. So it's always that combined self-directed approach that solves the problem. Um, I'm very intrigued by this approach. I think it makes a lot of sense. And um, I honestly, when we talked before, I didn't quite understand what you were saying. So now, now I think I understand it much better. But if you let people know, again, this is Dean Volk, as in Volkswagen, 
V is in Victor O L K. Mm-hmm. And what's the rest of your um, email or um, your email is Dean at Volk PT.com. Okay. Or you can um, reach me at info at sciatica relief now.net. Okay. Um, on the Facebook, my Facebook group is sciatica and piriformis syndrome relief group. Okay. And the online business is sciaticareliefnow.net. And you can find information about me, about the, um, what I offer all through any one of those um, means. We also put the information up on our podcast announcement also, so you can find his resources there. But I'm, I'm intrigued. I like this. And I am going to call you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll I see. will answer. And, and if, so, yeah. And obviously, no, downside, no downside to this. Potentially a tremendous upside. So I'm, I'm very pleased to uh, understand your process. So thanks. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it greatly. Well, uh, Dean, I want to thank you for being a guest on the show and uh, giving us a fascinating overview of your total motion uh, release approach to treating Uh, pain and various conditions. And I want to remind our listeners to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.